0: The Zomcast is part of the That's Entertainment podcast network. Check out our other shows on thatentertains.com slash network. This week's edition of the zomcast i am your co-host kev joined I'm, by
1: i'm i'm the one who interrupts often i'm your co-host steve
0: <laughs> it's all right i'll fix that in post uh, and this is the unofficial walking dead podcast unofficial is the keyword as well as a general horror podcast but we're in walking dead season we're here bi-weekly. I think we have plenty to talk about over the last two weeks. The Walking Dead has come back. Uh, this is episode 70. Yes, it sounds weird because it's technically only the second episode that's available in our feed. But, you know what? Live with it. I had a fight with Apple to get the feedback. So, uh, last episode, episode 69, Steve and I sat down and we talked. we just recapped The Walking Dead Season 7A. Uh, and now we can get into Rockin' the Road and New Best Friends, the last two episodes that aired. Um, and uh, generally, what were, your, what were your thoughts on the episodes, Steve? Well, um, I'm just glad Walking Dead's back in general.
1: I don't know if I'm just one of these people who, who just enjoys television too much in general. But uh, I, I think that these could have been two really, really shitty episodes. And I probably still would have enjoyed them, just because of the <laughs> I was psyched it was back, you know. But but um, I think that the the general impression that you're going to get over over discussing these two episodes is yeah I was positive I uh, I enjoyed it. There was a couple of couple of things I did have an issue with, but on the whole I'm I'm pretty positive and I'm I'm pretty pleased with the way that I think that the the back half of this season may be going. How about yourself, man?
0: I I feel the same. I um I especially that first episode back. I think you're right. I think like it could have been shitty, and I'm just happy that Walking Dead is back. Uh, second episode had to definitely uh, live up to being a good episode. I think because that's one where I could point out like flaws and whatnot, which I didn't really have many of, and we'll get into that. Um, and and to throw back to our last episode. Uh, I, I'm scrolling some of my notes here, and they have some. Uh, I see some critical responses to season seven thus far, and it's it's actually kind of interesting to see that we uh, that that we and the critics all agreed on episode six. Uh, which was called Swear, and that's the one there where it has nothing to do with anyone. Uh, it's the, the Oceanside people, as, as they've been known to be called, where Tara gets sidetracked into her own little quest. Yeah. Uh, everyone hated that, even the critics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that they're on board with us.
0: Yes, yes. The influence uh, of the Domcast is growing. That's uh, yes. Uh, well, I will go with that. Um, but yeah, no. The 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 Walking Dead. I think is um, it, it has. It's a show that, regardless of its age, the season premiere and the mid season premiere are always always, regardless of how good they are actually in quality. They they. Tend to at first watch. Everyone loves them, I think, because it's 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 been so long without The Walking Dead, and uh, and then after maybe on a, a, a second watching or so, maybe they dip in quality. But yeah, I'm just it's always an exciting time to to watch these um, season premieres.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, one of the things which I noticed was I I went so far out of my way because the the season premiere was coming back that. Um, what I did was the streaming provider that I have has delayed The Walking Dead. Now, just because of this one show, I dropped that service provider as my streaming provider and went with the one that is still doing it on time. And it's just oh, for the wow. one show. Yeah. You know, but what I noticed is I'm now getting The Flash at the same time as as you guys i'm now getting legends of tomorrow the same time as you guys and because of this one simple show i'm now getting everything as the u.s gets it but yeah walking dead was that big a deal for me coming back i switched i said no i'm not putting up with this shit you give me my dead when i want it (laughs) and that's when i realized just how passionate i was about this show
0: it's it's nuts because like it's definitely you know th- this is and I don't know if I discussed this on um, on last week's episode, but the The Walking Dead was the first show that made me say now I had done podcasts before but it was the first one that said I want to do a, sh- a podcast about a show and uh, and it, and it's always been like my favorite show up until I, I would say until the flash came out the flash has won me over as a superior show to the to the Walking Dead but there is something about the the premieres of, of The Walking Dead, like, you know, going back to that little note, that still gets me... Like, I get more gung-ho about The Walking Dead coming back than I do The Flash.
1: Because they know how to do a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true.
1: You know, so... Um, but yeah, one question I do have for you about this podcast. I went back and had a listen to it because, of course... You know, we we do this and we chat here and there, but I wanted to refresh my memory on it. Who does the theme?
0: Okay, so our theme is uh, our old hosts on this show, Matthew and Nicholas. Uh, they were uh, band members of Robots and Race Cars, and that is the a song that they did uh, from their album Rage Quit, uh, which is like a very cool very nerdy um soundtrack and uh like one of the songs is press start to continue which is all about saving the princess from the castle um this this but the overall theme of, of their album rage quit um is about the zombie apocalypse and um this was i don't know what made me choose this song from that that track uh, from that album but this was the song that uh, i pursued them and their manager uh about purchasing the rights to so that we could use it uh as the zomcast theme song and uh i i continue to use it to this day
1: it's fantastic love it so um yeah I mean, robots
0: and race cars uh unfortunately they're not really um they don't really do any gigs anymore together uh but i think you can still pick up their stuff off, uh, off of itunes maybe just uh google uh robots and race cars or rage quit and robots and race cars and you'll uh, you should be able to find something out there i'm sure awesome. awesome i there and and nicholas uh he was on an episode of everything is awesome that we did live a while back and i told him there and he told me that i i uh i need to get get better bands to listen to but i still uh to this day think that robots and race cars is my favorite band of all time uh and i'm not just saying that because i know the guys like i legitimately love their music uh they are my favorite band of all time
1: yeah yeah no well i think it fits in well with the podcast and it was a it was a really nice surprise hearing that at the beginning because of course recording the podcast I, i i didn't i didn't expect that and it was nice yeah
0: yeah it's it's you know we use this awesome service uh zencaster um and they are kind of a sponsor of everything is awesome so i'll give him a free plug here too um and you know zencaster uh even lets you do this you know you can play intros live and whatnot but uh it's it's more of a hassle to be honest it's something that i told the guy: I was like oh i really love this i'm going to use it all the time and i I never use it (laughs) but i use zencaster i swear by the service
1: yeah cool so all right so um uh any Walking Dead news? Anything? Anything we need to cover before we, we jump into the episode? What do you think?
0: Uh, well, the only thing that I, I and I started reading the the full article, but the the one thing that uh, I recently read, uh, which is in regards to the latest episode, new best friends. Is a little goof that they used, and I'll say that, uh, and we can maybe talk about it more when we get to this episode. But the the scene, there's a scene where where they show like the the landfill or the sky behind Rick, and it's very CGI. Yeah, like you can oh, tell yeah. he was on a green screen. Yeah, that's in my notes. Uh, not, it, yeah, yeah, it's so we'll get to that there, but it's so I'll save my comments until we get to it. But the the only thing I read in the news. Is that there's a airplane flying in the background, uh, or, or what people are assuming is a, is an airplane The the rumor is it might actually be a bird. Uh, but there's a, apparently the season seven of the walking dead has had a bunch of goofs, um, that, uh, you know, are just little things that like, you know, they used to be a little tighter on, uh, and I, and I'm, you know, maybe if, as a better host, I'll have that prepared for next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right so what what did you say that the episode uh the first episode we were covering which one was that called that was uh,
0: episode nine Rockin' the road, Rockin the uh, road. D- i believe directed by greg nicotero written by angela kang if i'm reading this correctly
1: all right now um what was your overall impression of the the episode how did you go with it
0: Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, the, I I watched it with my fiance, uh, who was uh, very tired at the time and she was upset that we stayed up to watch it so late. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, she's not a TV person like I am. Like, so like I get really happy about these kind of things. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, you know, a great way to, to come back, um, I loved seeing Rick finally meet uh, the King Uh, and Daryl have, you know, the last time we saw Daryl was just a little like glimpse when he, you know, is returned to the hilltop and, and meets, um, uh, Rick, there, yeah. Uh, so seeing Daryl take more of a uh, bigger role again, uh, especially you know just overall in the last two episodes, was was great for me. I you know he, I love Norman Reedus uh, way back from Boondock Saints. So um, when he you know I just he has been my favorite character since uh, the very first episode that we've seen him in, which maybe not the pilot, but but episode two, I think. So uh, well, so definitely, excited definitely for this episode.
1: After we were introduced to Glenn, we were yes, yes. Glenn before Daryl, and weren't weren't Daryl and Merle weren't they away when we first got introduced to that original camp, and then they well, came when back to meet that there was a new guy there, and he was a cop.
0: No, Merle was uh, was with Glenn. Yep when uh the Glenn, Andrea, T-Dog and mm, I think there's one more person that was there uh when Rick was trapped in the tank and Glenn uh you know Glenn radio to him and then eventually in episode 2 is when uh he, you know Rick gets into the store with Glenn yep. and um so Mar- M- Merle was introduced before Daryl uh, and, and Daryl is probably, you know, probably episode three, if I had to guess, because I think the end of episode two is when Rick reunites with the rest of the camp and, and Shane and, and, and Laurie and whatnot.
1: Oh, man, you, we're getting some throwbacks as far as names go. <laughs> you, you're realizing how quickly people die in the dead, don't you? Like those, a yeah. lot of those names you mentioned are, are legacy characters now. So um, Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's, but- uh, they're... There is a actual, a great picture of the season one cast of The Walking Dead that was going around um, right after the the season premiere, season seven. And it was um, the only, the only characters that were in color, meaning they were still alive, were like Rick, Carol, Daryl, and Carl, I believe. (laughs) So... Out of that season one uh, cast, there's only there's only four of them are left alive.
1: Wow. wow, yeah. Well, I mean, one of one of the highlights for me with this episode was the was a Daryl thing. It was when we got to see Daryl meet Gregory. Um, and,
0: yes. And yeah, Daryl doesn't think much of Gregory. <laughs> yeah. No. No. And that's. One of the great things about Daryl is that he's he's not in the comic book. Uh, he He kind of takes the place of Tyrone, even though Tyrone was in the TV show as well. Uh, but Tyrone was gone but was gone by this yeah. point in the comic book. Uh, but I, I really, Daryl is just, it's great to have him in the show because he is someone that's not from the comic book. So you, you don't know what to really expect from him or, or the other characters when, when they interact, uh, and the story that comes from that. And yeah, I mean, just seeing, uh, I mean, really no one likes Gregory, uh, so uh, Daryl would be no different. No,
1: it's, uh, but it, it was, it was lovely just... That's a, uh, one of the things I enjoy about Daryl as, as well. There's no bullshit with Daryl. There's no, it's, if he thinks something, he basically tells you. You know, there's no there's yeah, no politics yeah. behind him. It's just basically, man, you're you're a douchebag. I'm going to tell you that, and if you don't like it, well, that's also because you're a douchebag. You know, and yeah. he goes from there.
0: It's actually really kind of like since we've talked so much history while we're discussing this episode, it's kind of neat seeing how people just love Daryl when when he started out as a racist, as a racist Southern hick. Yeah, yeah. And and now he's he is like there's people who will stop watching this show, uh, if slash when they they kill him off. Well, uh, and I don't think that's just a mild threat. I think there's I think they will take a huge ratings drop if they kill him yeah, off. Yeah,
1: it would. It it's I, I, the thing I've seen that I that I love is is myself being a a big WWE fan from from years and years back. 80s and and onwards is I remember a specific ECW event that they had where John Cena turned up and someone turned up with a with a sign that said if Cena wins we riot and that was the first instance I saw of this in pop culture now almost every season I see a Facebook post or a Twitter post or or something like that where someone actually says if Daryl dies we riot you know, it's yeah. it's and it's it's lovely yeah. that you, you referred to him as the racist Southern Hick because I mean that, that originated from ECW, which was almost the racist Southern Hick of wrestling.
0: Yep, and you know, yep. uh, and, uh, you know uh, founded in Philadelphia, so Philly represent. Oh well, well there we go. <laughs> Yeah, the I mean I you know what ECW man that that's you still go to wrestling events here in Philadelphia, uh at the at the Wells Fargo Center or wherever they have it. There will be an ECW uh, chant, no doubt, every time, oh, every time. <laughs> uh, Blue, the Blue Meanie who who is an ECW yeah, guy. Yeah. He uh, he lives in Philly still. Um, he you know he he's a, he's very much a local. Uh yeah, love UCW. I never thought of him as the as the Southern Hicks of wrestling, but I guess well, you're right. You know,
1: it's, it's I'm I'm just doing it from my my outside of the United States point of view. You know, we have we have very st- stereotypical views here. You know, so yes, yes. So it was, um, it was it was one of the things which which I loved about this episode is like you said, we get to see Rick finally meet Ezekiel, and we didn't get Rick's smile yet. The same way that Carol mild about it rick had a had a few more stakes behind his chat with with ezekiel how did you go with their first meeting how did you find the whole the whole back and forward and the title of this episode of course comes up
0: yeah i actually thought it was uh very amusing uh when when there is when the introduction is made and rick uh or jesus goes to say oh yeah i forgot to tell you, and Rick goes, "Yeah, the tiger." <laughs> like that interaction, that interaction was priceless. It was, wasn't it? It was great. Uh, but but it was you know it was kind of neat seeing Rick, you know, kind of take the whole king thing somewhat seriously. um I, I think you know he was, he had a, he was. I think he felt like Carol, but he didn't want to insult the guy to his face.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he needs his people. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, one of my favorite, favorite things pops up in this episode and the next episode. So I'll spoil what my favorite, well, not my but what made me smile in both of these episodes. I love Jerry. Jerry, yeah. I mean, yeah. how the hell he- is this guy still so and chirpy and chirpy? Everything. I mean, maybe it's because he's behind the walls of the kingdom or whatever. But when Rick was telling the story about the rock in the road, and they mentioned the gold, and uh, and Jerry was just happy that this kid found <laughs> a, a bag of gold, he <laughs> was just—I love him. Yeah. I love Jerry. You mentioned Negan and the gang last week, well, and that, that's going to be a spinoff. off. Yeah, I can yeah. almost imagine a bumbling s- sitcom
0: with Jerry, and it's just called Jerry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's... You know, and I think this is in the, the lost episode that we recorded. Uh, but we we talked about Jerry uh, in, in uh, Zomcast Reboot Part One, you know, OG. And um, he is definitely one of my favorite characters of the the kingdom uh, because he is just so lighthearted. And he is like the the comic relief in a in a show about uh, you know the undead and and you know more so about dealing with life in the undead. He is just the comic relief that you kind of need uh, in a in a in a um, community that is um, you know doing very well for itself and kind of serious in the sense that like it's silly that he's acting like a king but like everyone takes that yeah. so seriously you have hashtag oh jerry uh over there who is you know just with the, with the one <laughs> loving,
1: loving him loving him but does that mean his days are numbered uh
0: you know he is uh, there i don't know if he has a comic book counterpart um but he just based off of who Jerry is. There's no way he's gonna live through all-out war when they get to all-out war. And when they want that moment, they're
1: gonna get it from me.
0: Yeah, he. That's yeah. gonna be a tough one to take. I mean, maybe he'll live. Maybe he won't go to uh, go to the war. But I, I you know, almost short. Sure almost every able body is going to be uh, out there, and I just. Ooh, I feel like once, once the war starts and once the kingdom kind of you know you know declares that they're joining in and joining Rick, I feel like Jerry's going to be one of the first to go. He just he's too well, funny for this for that
1: world. Jerry turned out to be a total badass. What if behind this, you know, that's I'll one take thing it. which I was just thinking. Then it was like, what if they flip it on us? We're expecting Jerry to go. Wouldn't it be great if these guys turned around and said? When you see Jerry in the heat of battle, all of a sudden he is just a complete and total badass.
0: You know? Uh, like if he turns into Rambo, he's the Rambo he of the just, Walking he Dead. He just turned into
1: Wolverine and has yeah. a, a complete and total rage within him. And. Uh... Oh, God. That would <laughs> I'd be love amazing. that. All right. Hashtag Jerry Rage. Yeah.
0: Hey, I hope so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that trending hashtag Jerry rage. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, uh, you know, and I don't know um, where you want to go from this. You know, obviously, uh, Ezekiel says he, he's going to think about it, and I actually, I'm actually kind of surprised. There's a scene between him and um, I forget that kid's name, but it's the kid that um, that morgan is basically training with the stick well,
1: is it kevin or something it
0: it might be it might be um but he but, he he has a little brother that ezekiel is like i guess looking after or reading a book to or whatever and yeah. I, it almost sounds like you know we'll, we'll call him kevin effort for now but it sounds like he's convinced ezekiel to to, to join the war and to help Rick. And then literally the next scene is him saying, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, I like, was
1: surprised you- by that.
0: Yeah, like I he's he's taking right now like he, it seems like Morgan is, you know, influencing that cuz Morgan said that they should try to find another way. Um and and, and I feel like that's going to flip real soon. Like I feel like in you know, in episode uh I feel like it was the next episode here uh, uh coming up in the in the back half is going to be savior heavy, but um I I'd say in episode 11 or 12 uh, next time we see uh, the kingdom i think morgan's gonna flip and i think morgan's gonna convince uh i think he's gonna you know take well we'll get to that we'll get to the why yeah, yeah. I, I think it's well, see,
1: this is this is one of the big things i wanted to talk about with this episode in particular was morgan and morgan and uh ezekiel's relationship now it seems as though ezekiel has taken on board that that morgan is basically a peaceful man um he's someone yeah. who weighs up Conflict. He's someone who, who uh, doesn't just simply jump into killing someone for the sake of killing someone. We've, we've seen him let walkers go. And, I mean, to me, walkers just aren't alive anymore. They're, they're not a life to save. It's almost every walker you take out, is, you're saving a life. Um, but um, I actually wanted to touch on this subject with you. Is Morgan right or wrong? because what, what's basically being asked of Morgan is you're the man who's going to decide if we're going to go to war. So the, the weight of everything as far as lives being lost, all of that kind of thing, is going to weigh on Morgan as his character. But is Morgan doing the right thing by saying no or do you think he should be saying yes because of the freedom that will come with it?
0: Well, um, I, I think think that you know the 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 way morgan is 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 right now that you can kind of relate gabriel to to him and and he's not it's not really necessarily a religion but it's very spiritual which is you know loosely tied to religion uh or maybe tightly tied uh but so I think there comes a point. There's a line that you eventually get to, no matter how religious you are or how spiritual you are, that that you you need to say. And this is kind of what um, what the, the one of the, the, the Ezekiel's guy I forget his name Rick maybe or Richard. Um, he, yeah, he kind of has we'll these points me. in in yeah he has some of these points in in episode 10 here um but you know there comes a point where where you have to say that that yes we have to go to war and that there is going to be loss but that loss is for the greater good so i you know i think that morgan is wrong in saying that they can't uh they should find another way they shouldn't go to war because it's just not you know it's not feasible it's 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 you know the the saviors have already you know they they have a very touchy relationship with alexandria uh their relationship with the hill is not great they're very hands-on with them as well and right now things are kosher with the kingdom but things could change at any moment
1: yeah yeah
0: so yes Morgan wrong
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, you mentioned um, something that we we haven't touched on with this episode, which was um, it started with, and and my note here, uh, which we'll we'll talk about how this note comes into play, Um, my note here starts with um, F and Gabriel up to no good again as we see the pantry getting cleared out um what were your thoughts on the on the beginning of this episode when we saw Gabriel's on guard duty? he gets his look on his face he head down to the pantry he starts clearing it up, loads took into a car and takes off. did you think he was up to no good or did you think like what was the deal there because I thought I thought he was up to no good my instant reaction was <laughs> Gabriel's at it again.
0: see my initial reaction uh, was that he was being you know that he was getting attacked um and and you know that that he was until you saw him clearing everything out loading the car up and driving off there was a moment where you just heard a bunch of crashing uh which you you know for me was an indication that someone had breached the wall and was forcing him to do these things now uh, i don't when by the time that scene played out i was like huh that's a strange move of gabriel so i eventually all within that scene i flipped from from that to how you feel where he was a turncoat
1: yeah yeah and and gabriel was one who i know i know they've they've written his turn towards rick in the show but he he was one i still never been 100 percent trustworthy on um i i just always wondered would he snap again would it would something would an event take place where he would he would turn around and try and you know burn the whole of the the alexandria down or
0: yeah like, i mean that's know? that's interesting because like you know up until really this you know from from his introduction uh to you know maybe a couple episodes after that to now he really hasn't been a huge role in the series um he he's had You know, in this, especially, I mean, in the last two episodes in the back half here, he's had a huge, I think, impact on the story and has meant something to the story more so than he has probably since his introduction. Um, And I I like that. I dig that. I, I, you know, it was obviously going to be very interesting to see what uh, he was up to. Uh, You know, by the end of this episode, we see that. Um, he had left a note in a notebook, uh, that said Bo. And, and I dig that, you know, uh, Rick was, you know, he believed in, in Gabriel. Uh, and I didn't, I, I had thought maybe Gabriel had a master plan that he thought, uh, you know, I'm going to take this stuff, you know, by the end of the episode, I thought, I, I still didn't think he was basically kidnapped. I thought he had a plan of some sort. Yeah, by uh, the end
1: of it, I'm I'm on board with you. I thought he knew, and, and because, of course, at the end of the episode we get the people surrounding Rick, I almost thought that, that this was a thing Gabriel was aware of and was leading Rick to.
0: Yes, I agree. I, I thought that, you know, something somehow spoke to him uh and and that that he that's what he did he purposely said i'm going to go to the boat uh because i know that that's you know that the trail is going to lead rick to where he needs to be to find this new group uh that will you know hopefully help us in our battle against the saviors
1: and uh and we get to see rick smile
0: yes Yes. And that was, uh, that was, that was really, really cool. Uh, you know, cause you know, you can take that for, uh, a few different things. Uh, and you know, I saw that and I was like, you know, that's, that's just, he knows that they kind of just turn the tides against the saviors. Yep. Uh, so- yeah. So he had a,
1: he had a, a bit of a, a, um, a downer with the, with the kingdom probably, probably almost thought at one stage, He had them on board, lost those numbers, and then all of a sudden this other group has been dropped into his lap.
0: Yeah, and you know, they are they are capable fighters. Like they are already and they're they're just and and we don't really see that in this episode. We kind of get to see it more in the next episode in New Best Friends. But they are They are savage. Like, they aren't, you know, they're not the hilltop. Um, They're not the kingdom. They are more like Rick's group, which isn't, you know, isn't even really Alexandria. Alexandria is more like the hilltop. But Rick's group within Alexandria are battle-worn. And um, it seems like, at first glance, the scavengers are battle-worn yeah yeah so that's what
1: that's how they're being referred to the, as the scavengers
0: yeah yeah and i actually so we can this is kind of unless do you have anything else to say about Rock and the road
1: the only the only thing i wanted to point out was there was a another scene with gregory with the apple where you started to see the tide is turning towards maggie where the guy turned around and said she's pregnant and and he had that lovely apple and she was like are you going to eat that and he said typical Gregory asshole style just went yep and you heard someone call out from the background dude she's pregnant
0: yeah yeah and then
1: Gregory's Gregory's got two choices it's like I can hold on to it and people will start talking about the fact I'm an asshole, or I can give it up and the look on Maggie's face when she took a great big bite out of it was 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 great so we're starting to see Maggie emerge as a a counterpoint to Gregory at the hilltop
0: yeah, and we have uh, about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes left as far as, you know, after Rock of the road. And so we have within seven episodes, I you know, it is my hope that that by the end of this season, we are still not into all out war. Uh, we are maybe get, maybe the, the the battle cries have been been shouted. but like I'm hoping that by the end of the season, Maggie is finally in power. like that's gonna happen in one of the last episodes or two. Uh, and there's gonna be a standoff, you know, standoff between Rick and Negan, fade to black credits and we and we're we're ready for season eight uh, with all out war.
1: That's, uh, this is something I think we touched on last episode is, is this, the back end of this season has to be the build-up to all-out war. There's not enough time now, especially even with these two episodes, to... You can't... Negan's been built up too much. You can't just suddenly be able to eradicate him in, in this time. Now, you've got a better count on these episodes than I do. So I've got one question for you that isn't about this episode or the next... Do we hit episode 100 in this season?
0: That is a good question. Uh, let see, 90, 14, 15. No, I believe the season 8 premiere will be episode 100.
1: Oh, well, that's both great news and terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> it means we're gonna have, we've got a double reason to look forward to the season 8 premiere, but we've also... If episode 99 is the last episode of this season, there is no way that that All Out War is taken care of by the end. I think you're right. I think that, that we're going to have the standoff. And maybe it will be the opposite to how we left last season, and the end of this season will be an old shit moment for Negan.
0: Yeah, yeah. That would be a, a pretty well that would be a pretty good um, pretty good way to nice. end the season yeah
1: yeah it'll round it all off it'll yes. round it all off nicely but
0: but no apart from saying that I
1: I, I enjoyed it I, I thought this was a great return we got to see because Rick said things are going to change um, we got to um, is this the episode where we got to see the, the the carnage with the zombies with the the wire between the two cars and the the stealing of the
0: explosives? that was uh the yeah the stealing of the explosives was this episode it was it was um uh, a rock and a road place it was on their way back from the kingdom uh they and so that was that was pretty epic you know and who yeah they stole explosives whatever that that's cool I guess the yeah, yeah. the scene of Rick and uh, Michonne in the cars driving in sync with one another and that cable between them. That scene yeah. was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Now, I didn't know if, if uh, the trap which was set by the saviors, that was simply a tripwire trap, wasn't it? And then Michonne and Rick realized, hang on a sec, we can take this to the next level.
0: Yeah, well so so I think so, so that was a tripwire for the horde. I guess the saviors knew the horde was coming and they set that up to help protect the the rest of their communities like Alexandria, the Hilltop and whatnot. So I mean, you know, as as much as they are, you know, a-holes, they are looking out for everyone else. They are taking care of business for everyone else. Um, And then they decide to, you know, the the game plan is to steal the dynamite, move the cars back so it doesn't look like they they moved anything, and then let whatever happens, happens. The the cars will block the the zombies from from everything. Um, And because the rest of the group can't get those cars back in place, Rick and Michonne think quick on their feet, and they just do enact that crazy plan of you know, cutting all these walkers in half, and it was glorious. It was and, fantastic, wasn't it? Yes. And And, <laughs> you know, luck be on their side. There was a few pieces of dynamite that uh, Rosita did not like, so they left them behind. And as the whole group escapes, um, Sasha has left and went back to the hilltop. But as the rest of the group escapes uh, back to Alexandria, uh they you know the the zombies trip the dynamite that's left behind so like they get away with stealing dynamite like no harm no foul they get away with Mm. it because the saviors they they're gonna know that something exploded so yes as far as they know their trap works
1: yeah now there was a, a nice little moment in this which which one of the things walking dead does do well is continuity um we get to hear Negan talk about the fact the fat Joey's dead.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, fat, yeah.
1: The sad thing about that is now that skinny Joey is just Joey. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was almost like a it was almost like a fucked up eulogy. Yes. You know, about about this guy. But that obviously ties into Daryl escaping. Yes. Then we get um, we get the news over the radio, go check out that town turn it upside down and see if he's there so we know that the the saviors are now heading back to alexandria and it's specifically for one reason and it's for daryl which is lucky for them that ezekiel offered daryl asylum because daryl was dead set on going back to town yes and so and... there were these lovely tie-ins with this episode which were just everything kind of just fantastic jigsaw all the pieces were falling into place
0: yeah and that's actually you know what very a very interesting point that's something that i i you know kind of take for granted with the walking dead That's not something i usually like I, to be honest like it didn't even click to me that like all these pieces were being set up in different you know in, in an out of sequence to t- tie up with a you know a ribbon at the end of the episode um and it's uh yeah so they did a great job with that that's something that they must do well on a regular basis because it's something that I never really even initially think about in an episode. It's not something I'm looking for because I just, it is, it's it is I think, um, you know, there's some episodes that are written poorly, but overall it is, a, you know, a story that's being told really, really well. And to tell a good story, you have to have those neat little ribbons of continuity in there.
1: Yeah, yeah there's no, especially with Negan, there doesn't seem to be any wasted time there's a reason and there's an explanation, but there's no exposition. You know, we know that they're heading to town because of this tiny little throwaway that Fat Joey's gone. Daryl slaughtered Fat Joey, so it all it all ties in with the previous episode from 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 Daryl and and the whole thing. Um, and what's what's that um what's that political term? Plausible deniability is what Rick had. Yes. When they turned up into town. Yes. You know, um, because of the fact that Ezekiel offered to take Daryl. And until that point, it wasn't something Rick had thought about. But then when Ezekiel brought it up, it was like, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and you know, as much as Daryl didn't want to stay, you know, uh, Rick was right. Like, that's, that's, this is the smart play. This is our only move at this point.
1: Yep. Yep. So, well, I, I mean, apart from that, there, there's not really... I'm sure that there probably is, but but there's nothing else I can think of as far as um, this episode goes. Yeah, to, um, I, I, th- I think like
0: overall possible. this was uh, you know just a great episode to come back with. I I don't think it was. I don't think it's one that I you know I'll go back and rewatch watch in in year years from now and say, eh, this one was so so. I think it's one that I'm always going to enjoy. Uh, you know, it gets a it gets an A plus for me. Um and it ends literally in 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 the perfect way to segue to new best friends episode ten of this season uh, directed by Jeffrey F January and written by Channing Powell. Um, and it and it, uh, well you know you take way better notes than me I'm because because I don't take notes I look at Wikipedia
1: for my notes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: this episode I- had me worried when I first started watching it. Because we had this great finish with Rick smiling and we start in the kingdom. Now, I was wondering, is this going to be one of those episodes where they take us completely out of one environment and put us into the other? And I wanted, i, re- I normally I don't mind it, but I really wanted the follow-up to, to what Rick was going through at this point. Now, I love the fact that this was a Walking Dead episode that cut between the kingdom rick and we also get carol yes Yes. so there was a lot of things going on with this episode again second episode out of the gate for the season really really enjoyed it i think walking dead has come back in a very cool um and very big way uh this this back end of the season
0: yeah, and I think they um, are are coming back in a in a big bad way, and also in a less controversial way, uh, which is something they had to kind of deal with, um, uh, you know, last year. I mean. You know, we talked about the critical responses to some of the episodes uh, earlier in this episode of the ZOMCast. And honestly, the the season premiere of season seven was the uh, third worst critically panned episode. Uh, looking at my little chart here, uh, which means only two other episodes did. People, uh, critics considered worse, and one of them was that shitty episode six. Uh, and I. You mean, and, do you mean just for that season? Ju- just for this season, yes, yes, just for oh, season God, seven. I was
1: say, if that's overall, we've got some critics to talk to. <laughs>
0: no, no, just for season seven here, and, and I i uh, i would disagree i enjoyed i enjoyed that season premiere but we've we've talked about why that one was an issue in in uh, in 69 so let's let's concentrate on new best friends i actually really dug um the the scene there with the kingdom waiting for uh the saviors to come get their their um their goods and I, I mean i i thought oh, I'm, I'm still shocked i thought that was going to be the moment uh, you know I, I not obviously killing anyone uh, from the saviors but i thought after that you know uh when they were back in the kingdom when when ezekiel chatted with again we'll call him kevin for now but i thought that was gonna be the moment i thought they were going to ezekiel was going to to Say okay, let's let's get word to Rick. We're in, uh, you know, because because that scene proved exactly what Rick was was saying in the yeah. previous episode, where you know things are good now. What's going to happen when they're not?
1: Yeah, and you've got a you've got a dude, who one guy, who has a personal problem with Richard, and that one personal problem because of the previous meeting is what escalated this whole thing. There's no, you know, there's there's holding grudges. There's no forgive and forget with the saviours. Now, as these grudges build and build and build, we haven't seen Negan at at the kingdom yet. I think the turning point will be when Negan turns up and says, give me what's mine, and something goes awry. Now, you can almost be guaranteed that Richard is going to be part of that, because he's sick and tired of the of the whole thing. The thing I thought would turn it is they took Morgan's stick.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I thought that would have been a, a point for Morgan to say. And not because necessarily they took his stick, but because Morgan witnessed what Rick said coming true. And despite um, Morgan's feelings and stuff, he, he knows Rick from the very beginning and, and granted they only got to know each other for, for a day back in the beginning, but that, uh, that day was a long day. And, and in, in, in a trying time in the beginning of this apocalypse. So, you know, they, they, they've known each other forever. And I thought that that would have been the, 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 the indication that, you know what, Rick's right. You know, we, we have to, You know, like we—if we let this go, the saviors are going to harm more people here at the kingdom.
1: Yeah, and and the one thing that I would never want to have happen to me in this zombie apocalypse happened to Morgan in this episode. Darrell walked away from him, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. When Darrell walked away, and he was just kind of shaking his head and just turned back and looked at him, I just thought, "Oh oh man, Darrell's disappointed in you." Yeah, you know that's the worst thing that can happen in this world.
0: Don't let Daryl be disappointed in you. Yeah, I mean, and and it's Daryl has become like, you know, maybe not a moral compass, but almost a moral compass.
1: Of, of, I was going to use that exact expression, man. You you've referred to him earlier as the the racist Southern Hick, but he is now <laughs> the he's now the moral
0: compass for this world. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and he's, because, I mean, he's probably had the biggest character growth, I think, out of anybody, and, and I mean, it's easy to do when you only have four characters from season one, uh, five, I guess, if you count Morgan, um, but, you know, he's had the biggest character growth out of yeah, the yeah. remaining season one members, and he is, like, you know, he he doesn't, when things need to you know when things are supposed to be happy and good and you know yeah we we don't kill this guy for whatever reason um he he's he, he does it like he knows like what's good and bad now. And he knows that like what we're dealing with is, is evil. Uh, and you know, we, we need to take care of that. And, and he is like the moral, you know, I also, we'll say it here. Officially the Zomcast, an unofficial walking dead podcast, uh, you know, Daryl Dixon, moral compass of the walking dead.
1: That's it. It's it now set in stone. It's out there. And it's, it's indisputable. That is accurate. The, the bang stamp—it's in, <laughs> in the book. It's in the book. That's it.
0: Hashtag moral compass.
1: Hashtag moral compass and, uh, and hashtag, hashtag Jerry Rage. <laughs> we got the we got the two we got the two going yes. on, but it's, it it is true though because really Rick has just taken his his role as an authoritarian to a different level. So he was he was a, a police officer. He was used to keeping. Order. He was used to enforcing law. He was used to, not not in a in a vigilante way, but he was used to dispensing justice. All of those kind of things. Dowell is a complete one hundred and eighty on who he was.
0: Yeah. No. That that's accurate. Uh, you know. And and I mean, it's it's you know we got Carol who is also kind of a complete you know she's had a lot of character growth if anything she's actually kind of reverted um if we've seen anything in this episode like she's uh i mean and and this happens near the end of the episode um you know morgan's you know tells daryl uh uh, that if if uh you know carol knew what happened Uh, or Daryl tells Morgan this, you know, then she would, she would have, she would be here telling Ezekiel, let's go to war. And Morgan says she doesn't want to be that person anymore. And, and we get that scene where Daryl meets up with Carol, which is very sweet because these two have, you know, whatever relationship it is, you know, I think it's just a deep personal friendship. Uh, that you know, as soon as they, as soon as she opens that door and it's Daryl standing there, you know it's like you, you know, you feel just like the both of them, like you just swell up with emotion. I did. Uh, I
1: choked up. Yeah. I actually, literally, I sat here, I was watching it, and when she opened the door, I knew it was going to be Daryl because it was that, you know, someone else has come. Oh, she thinks they've come back again with more cobbler, and you get Happy Jerry handing the cobbler over to. To Carol, I loved how happy he was giving her the yeah. giving her the cobbler and then she accepted it and it, he almost skipped away. Yes. You know, loving, loving Jerry. Can't wait to see hashtag Jerry Rage. And um, <laughs> you get that, that moment where it's a knock on the door, she thinks, oh, shit, just leave me alone. We know it's Daryl. I was prepared for it being Daryl. But when they both saw each other, I'm almost doing it now, just, just thinking back to it, it I got choked up when those two saw each other. There was the moment, and you could see the look on the face was Carol was almost going to be like, "No, I'm going." He's the same as everyone else. I'm going to tell him to get lost. Yeah. But when the moment came for her to do it, it was Daryl. She couldn't do it. She just lost it, and they had that great moment together on the porch. You know. Yeah. And um, Daryl just strikes me as a little kid when he's dealing with uh, with Carol. You know that it was almost in the the body language and the and the hug that he gave her, it was almost like a, a little kid giving his giving his mother a cuddle. Yeah. But there's something more to that, like you said, a deep personal friendship. Yeah. And I love the fact that they never put these two together as a couple. Because it did look like it was going that way for a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then it looked like really weird when he, they were going to put him with uh, with Beth uh, Emily Kinney. Because oh uh, yeah, that that was a. That was a weird, weird turn that it took uh, <laughs> back in season... That Was was that season six? Has, has Beth only been gone a year? It's either season 6A or season 5B uh, or something it like was
1: that. A cliff, it was a cliffhanger where he walked out with her body for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you had Maggie dealing with it for a while. Yes, yes, yes. And all that. And that was another great character turn, which I didn't enjoy Beth. But then once they got her in the hospital and she was with um mini chris rock from everybody loves everybody hates chris um i i really really got attached to that character and then of course what happens every time you get attached to a character in the in the walking dead they're gone yep
0: i agree with yeah. you I, she actually that was uh a, you know she never really bothered me you know what i I enjoyed her when she did start hanging out with Daryl. Uh, like that, you know, one of the big turning points for me was, and and, and it it may have been before this moment, but this was a big moment for, for Beth, I think was her and Daryl setting fire to that cabin and flipping it off. Uh, that was like a huge moment for me where I was like, Oh yeah, I love Beth. Um, so there, so, so there was a, you know, once she kind of separated from, from, uh, everyone and it was just her and Daryl like you know going on their own little like spin-off show uh, yeah, that was when uh, I really started to enjoy that character and yes. and I was very disappointed in that was in that being the character that that, that bit the dust but, um, uh,
1: but I tell you what she went in a fantastic way I was upset when she went but the way that she went was just ah oh, it was just written so well. Yeah, yeah. You great. know, I think maybe this is an episode we we need to we need to do at some point as well. Is where we go through the deaths of each character,
0: and whether it was a good death or a bad death. Ooh, that's going to be like two episodes. There's no way that's a single episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think it, it maybe it's something that you know we we do at some point. Yeah, no, that's of, that's I agree. There's a lot of deaths um, to, to talk about, you know. Yeah. Yes. Now yes. we haven't even
0: touched and on and, and and, and uh, we have to. Uh, and this is probably off show banter we should be having, but we should also like find key episodes that that we and go back and rewatch them and and talk about them, uh, especially since we're gonna have a long off season come. You know. Yeah. March, yeah, yeah well,
1: I'll, I will get you to watch every episode of the farm.
0: <laughs> I've watched every <laughs> episode of the farm, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> no, um, um, I'll yeah, watch the Sophia the- episode. That's about it.
1: <laughs> uh, so, if we get back on onto the episode, because we we do end up just having Walking Dead general chat, don't we? Yes. Um, how did you find the scavengers? We've now been we're introduced to them. We we see their their junkyard. We see everything that's going on with them. How did how did you find the,
0: the scavengers in general? Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the you know, every scene with them basically. Um they're very creepy. Um and but i really i dig and I, and it's weird for me to make this analogy because i i've never uh never watched the, the the series but uh they give this really awesome like mad max vibe um and you've never
1: seen mad max i've never seen mad max you're talking uh, to an australian and you're telling me you've <laughs> never seen mad max this podcast know, is over
0: if it makes you feel any better i'm from philly and i've never seen a rocky movie
1: I never want to see... Uh, that's even worse. I now never want to see you again. <laughs> this has now become a Mad Max and Rocky podcast. <laughs> uh, <okay.
0: laughs>
1: no, I know what you mean, though. The, the, the impression and, and all I got. The, what I thought of them, and you'll probably know what I'm touching on here, so I'll be real quick with it because most people won't. Do you remember the episode of Doctor Who where the master turned up and they were heading to Utopia? And there were these savages outside of the general camp, and they spoke in this very broken way. Yeah, Captain Jack turned up in. A, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, um, that's what they yes. reminded me of. That's broken way of speaking. Um, the the zombie itself, the
0: gladiator zombie. Yeah, that was that was uh, a cool visual. That was very very awesome. Uh, that was great. And. Like, you know what? I I feel like the the AMC uh, and the TV show The Walking Dead, they'd love to tease Rick losing that hand because he injures that hand <laughs> I by did it through a together, spike know, on his I head. I
1: know what you're talking about. I, I didn't even click.
0: And I feel like that's all it is, is like, hey, let's just – you know, everyone knows he's gonna lose this hand. Let's just never take it, but let's just tease the fuck out of it every <laughs> chance we get.
1: <laughs> I did now, you know what, every single time I'm gonna be thinking that now. Yeah. I'm gonna be I don't know if you ever saw Hot Tub Time Machine where you've got Crispin Glover at the one armed bellhop. And they go back in time, and he's got two arms, and they keep waiting for the moment he's going to lose it, and it never happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I could do a whole podcast, maybe just one episode, but on Hot Tub Time Machine, that movie is oh. so awesome.
1: Oh man, let's not start talking about it because we're both on the same page. As <laughs> one of as a. That's all I can think of when you just mentioned teasing the, the loss of the hand is happy Crispin Glover back in the 80s waving at people ferociously. You know? <laughs> Next time what on gonna the We'll talk on kind So of... Machine. <laughs> Those, uh... But yeah, I can see what you mean now. There's been a lot of of stuff. Even even the Rick having to, to potentially
0: cut off Carl's. Yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah yeah the scavengers um loved them uh they they it is interesting that they have that broken language because i mean they're none of them were young enough to not be from the real world you know like they they all knew the real world it would be interesting if they were all like maybe the leader jadis as i believe her name is um maybe she was like her and maybe like you know her little small posse were all like the elder uh, people that spoke normal, and then everyone else was like. Figure, I feel like we are about uh, at least four years deep into the zombie apocalypse, as far as the Walking Dead timelines concerned. Like, yeah, I, you know, and I think there's an answer out there somewhere. It's hard to tell because like do they go in real time, which probably has only been like a few years or do they go uh, to keep up with Carl's real life age and growth spurts? Um, Cause the show is seven years deep, but I don't think the timeline is, but it would be interesting if, if the rest of the scavengers were say a bunch of like preteens because you know, they all, that would have been like, you know we were just little babies when the when the apocalypse happened and now that we're learning how to fight you know there was more focus on that than how to speak proper english
1: yeah uh, like they like they were a kindergarten age or something where the development is just coming just coming forth
0: yeah and i mean i guess it would have worth... been weird to have an army of kids so i guess i see why they didn't go that's why i don't write for the show they they, they <laughs> were right i am
1: wrong yeah then it would have been mad max 3 <laughs> Because that's what happened in uh, in that one. So, but it's, it's it's really... It's interesting, like you said, though, I I hadn't kind of thought about the timeline itself, but I was thinking about the broken speech. It's like, why is there this broken speech? There's suddenly now just with these people become an economy as far as what they can say and what they do say and what they don't say. It, re- it really wasn't much sense to it. When you think about it a bit deeper.
0: Yeah, it was it was just a a strange choice. And I don't know. I mean it fits the motif. It fits the the what they're trying to set up with the scavengers. I mean, because they all looked very creepy. They all like it almost looked like they literally or from a different earth. Like, you know, bring, let's bring some multiverse into this. Like everyone else in the walking dead universe looks like they are from a modern society. And literally all these people look like they were plucked from like either the extreme past or the extreme future of like Mad Max territory. As we mentioned earlier. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now the, 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 we get the Rick thrown into this pit. Now I knew there was going to be a zombie coming out. I didn't know it was going to look like Judge Death from the Judge Dredd comic books. This visual with the with the the helmet and the eyes and stuff like that. If you if you Google Judge Death, if you don't know who he is, that's what this zombie was. I refuse to believe anything else. It's Uh, The visual, the the look of it, the way the face is covered with just the teeth coming through and everything, it is is this character. Someone's seen it and loved it and has somehow brought
0: it into Walking Dead. Not a complaint. It is, I think, probably the... Yeah, yeah, and I think it's the coolest zombie we've ever seen. Beats well, Walker, by a million points.
1: Oh, man. And... How much of a beating can Rick take? I tell you what, I get a, a paper cut, and my fingers <laughs> in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, you know, looking looking around the house, hoping my wife's home, so I can go look what I did. Yep, yep. You know, he's got a hole in his hand, and his leg scratched up, and he's still, with the help of Michonne though, able to take this zombie out.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's the the point. Uh, that they, they prove to the scavengers is that we as a team can make anything happen. If, if you tell us what you need, we will get it. And then you can help us because we as an overall team between all our communities can, can win. We can get rid of the saviors because trust me, they're, they're not here yet, but they'll come for you whether it's today or tomorrow or, or a year from now, the, the the saviors will come for you and you'll be able to do nothing about it unless you team with us now.
1: Yeah. Now, it was one of the things they were trying to allude to was maybe the kingdom, kingdom doesn't believe there's anything that Rick's group can provide to them. Maybe the, the kingdom think they're bulletproof at the moment as far as the saviors go. But this group, although considered to be probably more primitive more savage less educated were able to see what rick's group has to offer the future of this world
0: yeah uh, i i think the kingdom I, I just i think the kingdom is is happy with where they're at and they don't want to they feel like if they stir the pot they're going to lose innocent people in their can. I mean, and, and most of the people in the kingdom don't even know what's going on. So that it would be a huge shock to the, the, to these, um, the, the citizens of the kingdom, you know, to say, Hey, we've been dealing with these, these saviors, uh, giving them our, our goods so that they wouldn't kill us. um, I think it's just that there's a lot that, you know, maybe even a political reason from, from the king why he doesn't want to get into it. But, um, you know, I, I like I said, I think within the next few episodes that's going to change. I think we're going to have... A much bigger army than the comic books had because you're going to have four kingdoms now or four communities uh joining forces rather than just the three it's 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 uh and yeah and who knows maybe the tv show because maybe the, the 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 involvement of the scavengers is going to replace the kingdom maybe the kingdom doesn't get involved at all but i i, I find that hard to believe when you have a motherfucking tiger uh you're not gonna let that thing fight you know yeah yeah you've got a motherfucking tiger. <laughs> damn straight there's
1: there's certain things we've got Jerry and we've got a tiger the kingdom is gonna win on their own yeah, yeah. I mean I, I feel
0: like you know hashtag Jerry rage and the tiger uh, is is the, the the real spin-off that, yeah. that we're dying for yeah Jerry and
1: the motherfucking tiger
0: (laughs) Netflix exclusive.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. 13 episodes. Get starring daredevil. (laughs)
0: Um, So I I think the other, one of the other important things to mention on, uh, about new best friends before we wrap this up, uh, is Richard's plan. Uh, you know, Richard, you know, to, to go back to the beginning of the beginning of the episode, is, uh, you know, training himself with a bow and arrow because, you know, he's not going to be able to have a gun around the Saviors anymore, so he needs to know how to shoot a bow. That starts the conversation between him and Daryl, who are very like-minded. They both know what needs to be done however Richard takes that to an extreme uh, and and this is what actually sets up Daryl to go visit Carol he takes that to an extreme by basically saying this is how we get Ezekiel to join the war we get the Savior's we, 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 we set up a trail of, of weapons to Carol's cabin so that when we kill these saviors, the saviors go to Carol's, Carol's cabin, kill her, and Ezekiel wants to fight back, yeah. um, which... You know, so th- this kind of goes back to you know your your question about Morgan was he, was he right in what he wanted to do? This is a very you know this is a a, a decision uh, you know moral or immoral decision that has to be made. Is the life of one worth the the life you know saving the lives of the many? Um, and so so I'll pose the question to you: Where is Richard right in this? Well. We've now got a hot tub time machine, Rocky, and Mad Max
1: podcast going on. Now we've got a Star Trek podcast going on because you're asking me, does the good of the many outweigh the needs of the few?" Where we got the Star Trek Two thing going on, which, which is a fair enough question, does it? it? And you know what? It's it's one of those terrible moral questions where it's almost like, well. It's almost like a, do I know who it is? You know, I wonder, would Daryl have been on board with this if it wasn't Carol? Because as the description of this woman who Richard was going to be setting up came through, and Daryl knew that Carol had left the kingdom, he started to click. That's why he was yelling at her, what's her name, tell me her name, tell me her goddamn name. Now... This is one where I would probably turn around and say, you know what, if I didn't know the person and I didn't have to deal with the consequences of it, I probably would have gone along with Richard's plan. But with Daryl, is he ever going to sacrifice Carol for any group of people? Well, yeah, I mean...
0: Yeah, and obviously he's not, you know, with with Daryl and and Richard having a, a fist fight of sorts... Um, and that is an interesting question. Would would Daryl feel the same if it was someone he didn't know about? And I, you know, I feel like I, I feel like that that Rick, Daryl, and and the, and the rest of that that you know and uh, we'll say the prison group is probably the best way to, to term them now. Um, you know, they I don't think they would go along with it. I think that regardless of of who that was in the cabin, I don't think that they would. I think their their morality, although is gray at times, skews way more towards you know good than than evil.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the only reason I, as I was listening to Richard's Richard's plan, um, the the one thing which I had where, and this is, again, I'm probably going to sound like a terrible person. The, the main reason I probably wouldn't have gone along with it is I was listening to this plan thinking it's not going to work. This is a person who is on the outskirts of the kingdom. First thing the saviours are going to think of is where did they get all of these weapons from? Is the kingdom holding something back on us? This is a group of paranoid people who are looking out for no one but themselves. So even if Daryl had gone along with the plan, if he had said, okay, I don't know this person, I'll go along with it, it was a shitty plan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think it was fully thought out. I don't think that's the way you get Ezekiel on board at all. Um, I I think that um, I think that the Saviors would have done exactly what Richard said, but then I think they would have instantly went right to the kingdom to to say hey uh what's up guys what's up
1: yep (laughs) yeah and then all of a sudden you got you got Negan walking in somewhere saying what's up and shit is gonna turn bad instantly
0: yeah 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 it's Lucille's gonna get thirsty and it's just gonna be (laughs) you know uh it's gonna be just bad news everywhere yeah, yeah he, and
1: she's in a bad mood because yeah. of that bullet hole that's in her yeah, now as well. Yeah. So
0: And you know and the last thing you want is Negan to shut that shit down. Is. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and if you've got Negan not turning up, you you it doesn't matter what happens, you're fifty percent better off than you would have been if he did.
0: Yeah, because as you see with and and I forget the dude's name, but going back to the beginning of this episode, you have the insane long-haired dude who's fighting Richard, and then you have like the quote-unquote leader of that savior group who's there to pick up the supplies, who seems like a perfectly normal dude who's just doing his job. Um, he's one of the one of the guys who I feel will end up being a turncoat. Uh, when that we eventually get to that point, probably in season eight, where some of the saviors turn coat to to help Rick's group. Um, we, I, spoilers for those who don't read the comic books. Um, that you know, I, he seems like just a guy who's who's doing what what Negan says to do, so he doesn't die himself. Much yeah, like he's, Dwight,
1: he's 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 savior's middle management.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: he's 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 not quite in in upper management he's not out the back in the warehouse loading trucks he's a he's a middle management guy he's yeah. he's waiting for his pension to come through he's just riding the desk and and just hoping that nothing nothing goes crazy so that the boss walks in with his barbed wire covered baseball bat
0: yep 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 um so and because you take the better notes i'll i'll leave it to you to see if there's anything else that we should cover
1: I actually the, the the last thing which I thought we needed to cover was Richard there are some bits and pieces that happen this episode like the negotiation with the um with the scavengers the scavengers now want guns in return for helping out so we now have a a bit of a a, a thing moving forward where we do know the next couple of episodes because the scavengers said there's an expiry on this deal Rick and and his gang now need to start finding some guns from somewhere. As far as I can tell, the only place they're going to be able to get them from is the Savior's outpost.
0: Yeah, and that and that's going to get tricky because you know you have to, you know, kill that. Like you, when when you move on to Savior's outpost, that not only now do you now you've dealt with your your expiration with the scavengers, but now you have limited time to have to deal with the result of going after a savior's outpost you already know what happened you you know you lost two people because of going after one of them uh to lucille and negan uh god only knows what's going to happen if you don't have this war ready to go by the time negan finds out about this outpost going um You know, so though, you know what, you know, what maybe the, the perfect marriage here is Daryl's on his way back. The end of the, this episode ends with Daryl heading back to the hilltop. So if Rick and company join up with, with Daryl before they go searching for guns, you know, it's, Oh, by the way, fucking Richard's got a whole, you know, crazy hermit cabin full of them um and that could be your easy way to get guns and Ah. because they didn't really say they didn't really say how many guns they said just we want guns
1: yeah 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 so richard richard you don't know what kind of stockpile he's got there really do you
0: yeah, I mean I would imagine he has a, a pretty big stockpile, more than just the two guns, the two, you know, rifles that, that he pulled out. Well yeah, so, because
1: he's planning on a war himself.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. He, he needs
1: to be armed for that war. So maybe maybe Richard is gonna stop being a fly in the ointment and he's actually gonna he's gonna become useful.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean it's it's you know totally possible, and and you know we keep on talking about you know what's gonna what's it gonna take for for Ezekiel to hop on board, it you know what we may want to count our blessings with Carol here because, uh, she, uh, honestly, it seems like she doesn't have much to do in the show anymore. I don't know if she's ever going to find out about Glenn and Abraham because Daryl didn't tell her. Morgan's that didn't tell her what are the chances they're going to have an in interaction with Rick and Carol again before the war starts. So, I mean, it, you know, as shitty as it is to say, uh, and as much as I hope Carol lives, we could see the end of Carol by the end of this season, because honestly, unless something happens that will trigger Morgan to, to tell the king that they should go to war, um, I, I don't think there's anything else that would change Ezekiel's mind. Uh, he already saw, you know, the, the Savior's, you know... Beat up Richard over over something silly, essentially. Uh, you know what's it going to take? A, a, Richard's death is no. I don't think so. I, I don't think Richard's death uh, would be enough for him to go. I think it needs to be Carol. The I, I what I was thinking is
1: they're focusing on like Richard focused on Carol. Now sometimes sometimes The Walking Dead does this magician distraction thing where you're looking at this hand, but you should have been looking at this hand. Now. I almost feel bad now for not knowing his name but Kevin keeps going out on these missions.
0: Oh he, yeah.
1: And he's already he's already shown the aggressiveness to the saviours. Now if he goes and now he's got the younger brother as well that Ezekiel is also close to maybe it would also be respectful of me to learn his name <laughs> but it could be it could be Kevin. <laughs>
0: Kevin and Kevin too
1: yeah (laughs) but uh, that's who I was thinking I was thinking he's going to be Ezekiel's tipping point because almost as soon as you were introduced to Ezekiel you were introduced to him Ezekiel's training him up so that he can become part of the kingdom and do these drop offs and, and all of that kind of thing if he goes
0: and he leaves a younger brother behind it's basically on Ezekiel's head yeah you know what you are the mark bernard in this week because that is genius writing right there yep well
1: so. all, I, all i gotta do now is, is is quit my job and find a real writing job and and uh and i'll be the real mark Bernardi. so <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's um, uh, but yeah that's that's the angle i was i was thinking of was was that's where that's where it's going to go but are, are we moving forward in the next couple of episodes the one thing i don't do is i don't look forward um, I'm not big on spoilers and and that's maybe one of the reasons I stopped reading the comic book but are we are we going to be getting into some saviour territory moving forward because they've been very quiet these yeah. past couple of episodes well,
0: well based off of like this is what happens next week um, the preview for next week which is um, so, that, so you know this is a bi-weekly show so we'll be the next time we meet we'll be sitting down to talk about episodes 11 and 12 hostels and Calamities and then Uh, say yes is episode 12 um uh the next episode episode 11 is episode 11
1: what's that i'm loving the title of that episode say yes
0: yeah Yeah. there's
1: a lot of things that could mean yeah
0: Uh, well and so episode 11 host uh hostels and calamities uh directed by carrie scogland uh writer to be announced um that is going to be a savior episode um they've already showed that uh, it looks like they're going to go on the hunt for daryl uh it looks like uh, dwight's going to be involved and i'm predicting it here i believe this is going to be the episode where dwight uh i think dwight's going to turn and he's going to he's going to um become a double agent of sorts
1: yeah yeah because uh, it's got to happen sooner or later
0: yes yes and um i'm sure we're going to see other parts of the different communities probably specifically if i had to guess um rick and company uh you know looking for guns or something they're that's going to be them in the in the saviors episode 12 say yes directed by greg nicotero uh writer to be announced uh will be march 5th and uh that one will um that one I feel like is going to be kingdom heavy I I I really do I feel like that's going to be based off the title alone I feel like that's going to be that something's going to happen to to tip the Ezekiel's head towards yes let's go to war
1: yeah yeah so and a full heads up for you the next time we meet if we if we're meeting on the schedule which we're doing is going to be a Steve's birthday extravaganza.
0: Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. So, so well,
1: if, if we need to set up a P.O. Box for people to send gifts to and <laughs> anything along those lines, I'll take care of it if, if that's what the people want.
0: Well, interesting enough, if you do want to send gifts to the ZOMCAST here in America, uh, you can send gifts to P.O. Box 177 uh, 481 South. Oxford Valley Road in Fairless Hills, PA one nine zero three zero. We are always going to accept uh, accept um, zombies riding dogs. The zombie riding <laughs> dogs will be an interesting picture to hang on my studio wall. So send that to the Zomcast at PO Box one seventy seven on forty one South Oxford Valley Road. Fairless Sills, PA-19030. And...
1: And I think, I think I've said everything I need to say about these episodes.
0: Perfect. Yeah, these two episodes were, per- I think, great. Just uh, really good episodes. Two of the strongest. Uh, definitely the two strongest of the back half uh, so far. Uh, I don't think anyone can say any different. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. Like I said, I think we have about, at this point, after New Best Friends, we have, I think, six episodes left for this season. Uh, it's going to lead us to episode 99. Um, And we'll be back uh, in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes. So we'll see you in March. Uh, Make sure you follow uh, Steve on his things that he's going to tell you about right now.
1: (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at the Saturday Detention Pod. Uh, I have a, a podcast that goes out called the Saturday Detention Podcast. And apart from that, you can find me buying cigarettes for the underage kids at
0: the local shopping center so (laughs) (laughs) uh i am kev you can find me on twitter at that nerdy kev you can find uh this show on uh, on twitter at the zomcast you can follow me on my other podcast everything is awesome every wednesday Uh, awesomepodcast.com thatentertains.com nerdykev.com gosh darn it I'm everywhere on the internet Uh, I'm going to be even invading your favorite podcast soon I don't know when but soon Uh, so for the Zomcast I'm Kev and I'm Steve we'll see you next time right here on thatentertains.com stay dead this has been a that's
1: entertainment podcast network podcast Looking for more podcasts about pop culture, TV
0: and film, and other entertainment? Find all our shows on thatentertains.com slash network.